get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah, and I'm the host of this show. It's episode 360. And before we get into the ramble that I usually do, Simon, what is the nonsense you have written <laughs> in the document? It says 360 no school 420, 420 blaze it MLG. MLG. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. 360 no scope. It's like the meme of 10 years ago. You know what it was? MLG 360 no scope. It was like the with the like air horn noises and stuff. So every t- uh, by the way, every every time we're saying three sixty no scope, I'm gonna add air horns in the background. Just no, 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 oh yeah, oh it's happening. Wow. Uh, no. There's nothing you can do about it. So I feel bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry in advance. All right. So now I understand what the the show notes mean. Let's get into it. I the was news wondering why no one was week. asking me about it because I'm like I made it I w- today. I'm like, why is like neither Lee or Kat said what's that title, Simon? I'm like, oh, maybe they're waiting for the during I, the podcast. I, I, I hold on to these things because I need them to come out in the podcast. Yeah, I do the, it strategically, the, the fresh just take. like I said. <laughs> just like before I started the show, I said I don't want to ask you about how Comic Con was because we're going to ah. talk about Comic Con and save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. In episode 360, we're going to be talking about PlayStation acquiring a new studio. Uh, a follow-up on the EA story from last week. We've got some weird new stuff happening, legal action and stuff with Hideo Kojima. Yeah, and more one. news on everybody's favorite event, E3. But before we get into that, I'm going to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good. Yourself? I'm excellent. Simon. Hello. Thank you for always bringing the fun. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be uh, <laughs> and with my regular voice now. Yay! Yeah, you yes. sound so much better. I know. I mean, it's not hard to sound better than what I was sounding for the last three weeks. But uh, yeah, pretty excited to be back to kind of normal. I mean, I'm still stupid, yeah. but at least my voice is back to normal. So. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all yeah, a little off our rockers. <laughs> that that is normal for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's part it's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the crew check in and remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean, so you can have us auto-downloaded to your ears every mm-hmm. week. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. that's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Want to leave us a voicemail? Shout out something you want to hear in the show? You can go to talk back inside the iHeartRadio app and talk to us. Go to the Girls on Games podcast mm-hmm. page, hit that little microphone button, and record us a message, and you may be featured on the show. All right. This has been a very weird week in the internet telecom life of Canadians. 
Oh my How God! How are you guys affected by the Great Rogers outage of 2022? My God! I what have the show? quietest Friday, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Okay, um, so Fridays I get half days during the summer, mm-hmm. and I normally I just like go to the gym. So I was making plans with my friend Uva, who's on Fido. Um, so we had to like change to like. We used a Facebook Messenger because we had to use Wi-Fi stuff. And we made mm-hmm. plans. I'm like, well, you know, like, I'm going to go dark for, like, three hours because I'm going to go to the gym. And I'll text you when I come back. And she's like, three hours? I'm like, well, you know, I got to walk there. I got to work out. I got to come back. So I was like, you know, it's usually, like, two hours, two hours and a half. Because, like, it's 40 minutes to walk and then I work out for, like, an hour and a half. So... And I thought mm. my gym session would be more efficient without, like, memes and Discord and things like that. <laughs> Turns out, nah. It's just, like, I get distracted. I don't need my phone to get distracted. Um, just people watching was crazy. I was, like, <laughs> I was just looking around. I'm, like, wow, those are the people that did my gym. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> These are people that actually exist. Wow, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then and then I, I came back home. I texted her. I'm, like, I'm going to shower. I'm going to have a snack. And then, um, and then as I left the house, I was like, okay, I'm going to take the Metro. It was like making plan in the nineties where you're on the phone and you're just like, okay, like I'm going to be there in about two hours because I have to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And as I walk out the door, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the Metro. It's usually 30 to 45 minutes to go to your place. 45 minutes. If I miss all my connections. And she's like, okay. And I just show up at her house and I was like, I sat in the Metro and I did nothing but listen to music because I have music downloaded on my phone. Yeah. And I was just like, so. What year is this? Yeah, it was just so quiet. <laughs> I wasn't scrolling through TikToks or like Twitter or anything or was, looking at emails or getting distracted or shit posting on Discord. I was just sitting 2003 there. all over again. It was weird oh because God. half the Metro, I felt like half the Metro was either people that don't dick around on their phone or Rogers customers. Yeah. Because the other halves were just dicking on their phones. I was like. Yeah, it makes sense. I was like, you look at these Bell and Telus subscribers. Abusing their rights. And then at one point, and then we're, I, I chilled with her, like we went walking. Um, and then there's like, in Montreal, they did these three giant statues. And they're like okay. people shaped. So they're like giant as in, you know, like a giant in the cloud, like the beanstalk th- story. <sighs> Uh, and, oh, really? But they're also a stage, and each there's three of them in Montreal, and each stage has their own circus, like uh, Cirque Loise, and like their circuses in Montreal. And then, oh god, twice a day you have a circus presentation, and one of those is right by where my friend lives. So we took a little ten minute walk. We looked at some acrobats just doing some shit like you know a bunch of acrobats grabbing one acrobat just yeeting them in the air and other <laughs> acrobats catching said yeah. yeeted acrobat um, it was nice but then I was like yo I'm hungry because I went to the gym and she came back from Europe and she's like well I'm still fucked up because of jet lag so I'm not hungry so I'm like cool I'll go gonna bo- go buy something and I had to like walk in I couldn't just do like the thing where you <laughs> 
go on skip the dishes and pre-order and then go pick it up i had to walk yeah. in look at a paper menu what, and order what? talk to somebody it was yeah. like honestly what year was it when you went there like did you come out of the metro in like 2012 or 20 2006 like what was that i it's just because it was weird because i felt like a time traveler like i'm somebody from the past who just kind of like yeah. got in the future and like people are on their phone but i can't be at least we still have because we are old enough <laughs> yeah we still have the context of before cell phone times yeah it's exactly true. That, like, true. Yeah. like it, other it, folks it, younger the before it times. must have been like a reality check but it's like it's, it's like my teen years where all i had was either a disc man or an ipod and like just music yes. when i walked around that's all i had and maybe a mm-hmm. book when i sat in like in in transit but yeah at least um i could pay with a credit card because i never have money and apparently you can even take money out of an atm because that was rogers mm-hmm. too beautiful canada yeah interact one yep. one provider for all, all the banking system uh-huh. that seems like a great idea that can't backfire oh, yeah. like it did mm, get never oh yeah mm. anyway um at least and i i was able to pay i was able to pay with my phone actually so maybe i oh that's good maybe i did have service at that point but it was in and out and then we just hung out in her backyard and then at one point i was looking at my phone in her backyard i had wi-fi so at one point i just kind of like caught up on a bunch of notification as soon as we got into the wi-fi it was just like my phone blew up i was like what the fuck um and then at one point i looked at it and i could see the like the 5g and i was like oh i guess the phone's back but like when i left her place i still like I sent a message on Discord to Pascal being like, okay, in case, like, <laughs> in case my our phone dies again, like, I'm leaving Uva's place, I should be home in max one hour. But it was, wow. it was, yeah, it was weird. Um, and then Saturday was also, Saturday morning was a bit iffy. Um, I missed a bunch of messages and notifications in my text messages. And even on Facebook Messenger, I think the in and out of Wi-Fi and maybe the messages getting caught by my iPad instead... Mm. kind of fucked up my messages i missed a message from my friend bridget who's gonna cat sit for me next week um because i'm leaving for the beach for a week anyway she was like trying to connect with me on saturday i was like i'm sorry like my phone is still fucked up from like i missed your message i don't know why the app wasn't updating i'm pretty sure it's roger's fault um but yeah that was that was our thing it affected pascal two out of ten i want to say because he spent the day at home so he was like except for like <laughs> us except for like us going to the gym for like two two hours and a half he was like yeah whatever trevor um but yeah yeah fun stuff now yeah. i have a phone that can actually phone yeah nice what a novel idea yeah simon Hello. was your day screwed up too not i mean in a sense um well, you know, as, as some of you might know, I work for uh, a retail company, so all the interact that was that was down kind of fucked everything up. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and at first, I think at the beginning it was kind of intense because everyone was like, "What's happening? Why is nothing working? What's wrong?" And, and like, "Oh, it's not us. It's Rogers." <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, we were uh, we were kind of 
uh, I want to say, panicking at the beginning. But then whenever the, uh, uh, you know, Roger's like, yeah, we know it's us. It's how we're having issues, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, cool. Then we get it. I can understand. Not much we can do about it. So then it became just kind of a waiting game. And pretty much everyone in my family, except my mom. I think my mom's on Fido, but, like, everyone else is on... Um, on Videotron or, or something else or Telus or Bell or whatever so we were fine so that was mm. that was fine really just only for work kind of a little bit of a blip at the beginning of the day but apart from that really nothing out of the ordinary so we got lucky yeah that's good yeah I uh work work on my front was kind of all over the place i mean it would just be weird because people would message me being like this and this isn't working and that isn't working and i was like yeah it makes sense eh. and we couldn't reproduce and i was like well the entire internet you in couldn't Canada what? is having what issues you today say? you couldn't reproduce <sighs> reproduce the yeah i couldn't reproduce the issue the bug okay holy shit i was like what do you think i said well you couldn't reproduce i'm like what does it have to do with with fucking rogers the bug the issues could not reproduce no. the bug Yes, I know what you mean. Yes, I, I, I meant doing it's the proper term. The diddly do. <laughs> it's the proper term. It's in Jura for when fuck's sake. Pip pip the I diddly do. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Um, my mind's in the gutter. That, apparently, that's okay. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, we. You know, like I was just like, well, let's check on Monday because uh, I cannot try and troubleshoot something when it is quite possible it's affected by things that are way out of my control. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. made it through that far in the day. Then I had a dress fitting for the uh, bridesmaid's dress that I'm wearing for my sister's wedding in oh. August. Yeah. So I went over to the seamstress Taylor's place and got fitted and everything, but couldn't check out and couldn't book my fitting appointment or anything like that because she was on Rogers. Poor lady. So I went back on Saturday and she was still having problems, too. So, Catherine, it was definitely intermittent over the course of Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm due to go back over there again sometime this week. Uh, It's only across the street, so it's not a big deal. Uh, but yeah, Mike was telling me some of the trials and tribulations they were having, and even the the Rogers store in the mall was closed. Oh man, I bet everything was closed. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, he had. Uh, <clears throat> there was a lineup there in the morning, and then they just shut their doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, so yeah, eh? not a fun day to be uh, to be people working at Rogers. So imagine Ugh. they were just getting like, oh man, I can't even imagine on. like the the people working customer service. Like, oh my god. Like, I, yeah. I kept seeing the guy. I mean, props to this Rogers CM. Like, poor guy. All he kept doing was copy-pasting the same reply to everyone else saying, we know it's affecting everyone. We're very sorry. We'll have more information. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, copy-pasting the reply to everyone who was tagging Rogers on, on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. poor dude, man. <laughs> yeah. My sister went to call Air Canada because she wanted to try. And she was like, oh, well, if all this is happening, then maybe I'll call Air Canada and, and, and get some stuff sorted out. They use Rogers. Yeah, he's just saying they probably use Rogers. (laughs) So, yeah, it was Friday was an interesting day. I think it kind of put us all in check of the fact of how much of our lives are tied to uh, the Internet of Things. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was definitely a exploration in uh what who would survive <laughs> if we had uh had no way to telecommunicate for Answer, a while. Answer no one. No one. <laughs> 
Oh my. Outside of that, it sounded like you two had a busy weekend, though. You got to go check out Montreal Comic Con, which was finally yeah, back in real did. life. Yeah. yeah. How I, was it? Well, first of it all. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was. It was a thing that we did. Yeah. I wore a mask the whole time. Oh, yeah. With the N95 grade filter on because I'm like, I am not catching the COVID plague. and or a con crud and missing yes. my beach vacation for yes. all of y'all. So um, I was there. I think I was there all of two hours <laughs> after walking yeah, around. Yeah, you, ca- you kind of dipped in it out real quick there. Yeah, I like the anxiety skyrocketed and I was just like, you know, like I've been to this con every edition for like the better part of like i want to say like eight years or whatever yeah um mm-hmm. and i was like wow okay so a lot of the same vendors a lot of the same yep. people yep. what was great is because of the two-year break like the games that were in the indie zone i've never heard of or yeah seen. it's true mm. some of them are pretty fresh yeah because usually we would see a lot of the same games over and over like because for a lot of like indie devs they they have this demo and they show up at Comic Con with the a new demo of the same game to like get feedback. Basically, mm-hmm. it's basically, it's not free because they have to pay for the booth, but it's like yeah, 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 a sort of like mass, Almost free. yeah, like mass, uh, not mass, uh, crowd, crowdfunded uh, user research. Yeah. yeah, basically. So, but mm-hmm. it was like that was really nice. Um, I didn't. F- none of the panels tickled my fancy none of the Mm. celebrities tickled my fancy Mm. um i was mostly there to see friends i we we ran into steph uh nice um i ran into a colleague of mine we saw we we saw yeah i mean (laughs) i think maybe because i was wearing a mask people weren't recognizing me or i wasn't recognizing Mm. people but Mm. Yeah, I mean, after like after two hours, I was like, "Okay, that's enough." Um, yeah. Between like the pandemic, the fact that I don't want to get sick, <sighs> I'm I'm, and the fact that I'm old, um, I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm not sure Comic Con is for me anymore. Like, there's nothing wrong with the event. I think I'm just we've done it a lot. Catherine. Yeah, I think I'm. We've been there a lot, and over the years too, we've evolved our comic-con experience like at first it was just exciting because we never had anything like that before so i remember when it first started um i was at one of the first well one of the first big ones at Place bonaventure for uh, work back when i was mm-hmm. doing web stuff for shome and helping jason um and then you know we saw it move to uh is it palais de congrès yeah yep. Is that where they have it now? Yeah. We've seen it move there. And then we were there as just like doing our own thing. And then we would work with different booths. And then we would, you know, do panels and do the orchestra thing we did one year and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's there was like, a lot of stuff that we, very, that we used to be involved with. Yeah, we did a lot of, we used to do a live podcast every year. Yeah, so like, yeah, that. it's definitely <clears throat> missing out on some of those things that we we've kind of evolved and turned Comic-Con more into like a chance to see friends and see people we don't get to see very mm-hmm. often. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a community experience more so than a, we're going to see shows and yeah, exactly. And watch and, you know, like buy, buy merch and stuff Though we do. It's just not our, the reason we're going all the time. So yeah, I get that why you feel like you're kind of out of sorts with it. Plus it's, 
weird going back to your first public convention or concert or something like that post pandemic it really gives you a little bit of a of a shake mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah did it, it all was, work out for uh, you simon did you have fun what yeah i mean still it, it was pretty cool like it, of course it's not you know it's not a it's pretty much exactly the same thing like that every every other time that we did we went so there's not really any difference there but um it, it was still fun you know to see people and there's some th- some people that I have I hadn't seen a while ago um you know we got to see staff that was cool as well um a lot of people like pandemic never happened amount of people which was kind of mm-hmm. crazy um like mm-hmm. we were there at um uh like pretty much f- what like one o'clock we got there or something like that and um it was just like full like like back in the day where you couldn't walk forwards or backwards we're just really kind of stuck within people and you had to wait and almost no mask mm-hmm. uh, like i want to say maybe god like maybe two percent of people had masks that, that's about it mm. you know everyone else didn't really have any mask so that was also kind of ugh, <laughs> not really fun I, look i'm one of the ones that doesn't wear a mask anymore so in uh, look <laughs> in a setting where more or less you can have people at like arm's distance from you you know going to the grocery store mm. to the bank okay i get it but like in a comic-con setting where everyone there is literally inside of your shorts mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't know it's uh, there was still kind of a little ick in me that i was really wasn't sure about it but it'll pass and i know and i'm sure that that super spreader event that just happened will be totally fine but still you know it's <laughs> there, there was a lot of people and not a lot of masks which is fine whatever um but in terms of comic-con like it could have been copy paste from last three four five six seven years like it's exactly the same layout exactly the same setup this like what's different often is the artist alley because that's actually you know people signing up to be there and everything but yeah everything else was copy pasted from all those years that you know the lotto quebec zone was exactly the same place with exactly the same setup um the Mm -hmm. autograph section was the same the merchandising setup was the same um so yeah again is it because i'm 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 jaded and and kind of done with that kind of convention in general maybe um or maybe they don't need to shake up the formula because clearly it works <laughs> like i don't know how many people mm-hmm. were there i don't know how many tickets they sold but like clearly it worked so mm-hmm. <clears throat> why would they change a winning formula in that sense like i, I understand yeah. um but yeah that's uh it was just kind of okay <laughs> yeah. yeah no i get it, that it was I Montreal get that. Comic-Con. we've done it a lot mm-hmm and let, you know, yeah. like you said, Leah, like probably if we were a lot more involved, like we were in in the last years, you know, where we did a panel and you know we're actually meeting tons of people there. But like now, it's just the four of us pretty much, and half of us are not in Montreal anymore. That's true. Yeah. So it's like it's yeah, it's not what you like. We used to be like 
eight to ten people in the team so like getting to comic-con was to get everyone involved and meet up with people and chat and do watch conferences and -hmm. yeah i guess people just grow up and it's a different experience now so Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess it's not for us as much anymore which is horrible considering that we're adults now i guess i mean yeah i i I think there's a lot of worth in these conventions but like like you said it's like if it's just like you and i going to pat around Uh uh-huh and like I don't know, like, it really depends on who's there and if the community is, is involved. Maybe next year it'll be a bit more fun if there's more people going and they have more time to, like, I don't know, do different stuff and book celebrities. Because the point, the problem mm-hmm. is, is they are still, it's still very much a pandemic. Like, you can't guarantee that everybody's going to be there. If somebody yeah. tests positive for COVID, they're just going to bow out at the last minute, right? Mm-hmm. Um whether it's like people covering the the show or people attending or some of your celebrities or your panelists, there's a good chance at the last minute that they bow out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, also like I look at a lot of the shopping and whatnot. Like the artist alley is great, like where you see the smaller artists, but like the big the big stores, like unless you're a comic book collector a lot yeah. of it can just be bought online or ordered online without having to mm-hmm. pay the premium of attending the conference, uh, the convention. True. Um, so I think the problem is we don't have interest in the ho- the whole offering of Montreal Comic Con anymore. Yeah. So even if that. even if we have the privilege of like getting media passes and we don't actually pay for a ticket, at one point I'm just like I feel like I'm just taking up space for some from somebody that could have wanted to be here more Mm. than me um so yeah Yeah. i mean it's still like the event was still good it was still great it's just like yeah a hundred percent a me problem i'm like i don't see the point of yeah exactly yeah it's it's yeah it's definitely not that it doesn't have its place or that it's well you know not well made or not well managed not at all like it's a hundred percent you know, if they, it's what a Comic Con is, what you expect a Comic Con to be, like I guess yeah. would, mm-hmm. would be a way to see it. You know, I, I think and, yeah, <clears throat> I think for a lot of the cosplay scene, it's still like one of the quintessential yeah, events. Like exactly. you can't miss Comic Con if you're like very Good active in yeah. cosplay. Point, cat, because that's something I wanted to bring up. I was flipping through TikTok and I saw a cosplayer, and I'm wondering if you guys saw this person there because they said it, they posted it from Montreal Comic Con. Uh-huh. They were dressed up like the Columbia bumper that goes in front of the movies. You know, the the lady that looks like the Statue of Liberty that's holding up the the torch, and it's got like the clouds behind her, and it says Columbia. They they had a friend with like a pull up behind them as they were dressed up like this intro to movies this this logo stinger that columbia does did you guys see that no, it was really no. Cool. Oh, wow no <laughs> i would awesome. have stopped and filmed that like that was okay that amazing. i'll see if i can find it back on tiktok again i think i liked it but i was uh i, I was impressed like i i impressed to the point where i went mike this is a really good cosplay <laughs> <laughs> like saw, it, it's gonna be real good um, if i'm sharing it to mike <laughs> i saw a a, a a huge um uh, Reinhardt. Oh yeah, 
So that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The guy was like huge, like really the size of right. And he probably on stilts or something. So that was pretty cool. Um, so that one was impressive. There's always a classic Bumblebee was there. Like he's there every year. Mm-hmm. Saw a couple of Master Chiefs that are there every year as well. Um, but yeah, the Reinhardt really blew me out of the water. It was huge. Craziness. Yeah. Well, I'll see if I can find that TikTok afterwards and share it with you guys. But uh, outside of that, been playing any video games. <coughs> Catherine, how goes Disco Elysium? It's a slow go because it is a, a big game, but a heavy game, but uh, still going really well. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm just like starting to understand more of the mechanics and unraveling more of the story. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it before I leave for the beach, but mm. it'll be waiting for me when I come back. Do you have any travel games going with you to the beach? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going to bring okay. my iPad, of course, if I want to doodle. I'll have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll bring my... Um, I forget what it's called. The razor thing that is... Uh, Kishi? Rishi? Mishi? Mishi? Something like that. Mishi? Yeah. Uh, I'll go through every letter and until I get it. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> controller for my phone. I mean, there's Wi-Fi yeah. at the Airbnb, so I may play some cloud games, um, some Game Pass cloud games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is uh, to sit on the beach. I mean, it's not going to be like perfect weather the whole week, so I'm mm-hmm. we might have to like keep ourselves entertained inside the house. But uh, I may just nap. I may just chill. I have to catch up on Critical Role uh, so much. So, yeah, and nice. we're, all, uh, we're only there relaxing. like yeah, and we're only there for like seven days. Like it's, it'll go by quickly. Mm. Um, and then the following Ooh. week, I'm still off because I took a vacation to recover from my vacation. <laughs> um, That's not smart. a bad idea. That is very smart. Yes, I mean. Other than the fact that I'm traveling with my brother, my sister-in-law, the three kids, my mom, and her boyfriend. Oh. It's... Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. You mean the vacation from the vacation? I'm, uh, yeah, when It'll I get home, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to need to sit in silence uh-huh. for a few days. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. I am very much that type of bitch that needs her silence. Um, and between the kids, and I love my mom to death, but she talks a whole fucking lot. Um, yeah, talk about uh, something calling the kettle black. Yeah, well, you know that's you get it from someone. I get it from someone. It's just unlike her. I do have a bit of a stop button. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But we yeah. do a podcast for a reason. She's a talker. I mean, I can turn on the the. I call it the Maddie Smith switch. And yeah. just talk, 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 talk. Ah. That's a button you have. Interesting. Yeah. But all that to say that, yeah, the following week, I'll probably just sit and finish Disco Elysium as nice. I sit alone in my house in my PJs and uh, ignoring everyone and sitting in silence for a few days. With air conditioning. With air conditioning. If it is hot, but it's been like, I turned it up today for like at four because it hasn't been this hot over here. And, like, tomorrow is going to be cool again. Well, if it's coming from our direction, it's going to be hot. Because the past two days have been sweltering hot. 
sweltering, swelterling, it is sweltering, sweltering. F. Let me tell you. Yeah. I don't. Well, the the past few nights it's been cool enough that like if during the day we close the windows for like an hour or two, mm-hmm. the house yeah. doesn't get hot. But today I actually turned on the AC. Okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't guys! Ex- I breathed in then to say a Simon, and I don't know if I like swallowed air or whatever, but that hurt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're professionals. <That's> impressive. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> so in shape. painful death. <laughs> Simon. Hello. What are you playing? Uh, <laughs> I've been mostly playing my my little hockey game still. Well, it's not even a hockey game. It's a hockey management game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really having a good time. It's really fun. It's great. to. It's one of those games that I, I guess I needed a palate cleanser after finishing FF7 uh, Remake. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. I'm dying. I told you. No, there's no time to die. We're doing a podcast. No time to die. We're doing yeah, a podcast. Sure. As I was saying, little pot of cleanser. Uh, I'm probably going to jump into Assassin's Creed Origins, which the one I've never done. Oh. Um, yeah, I got it on, uh, on like mega uh, during the Epic ga- uh, game thingy. There was like a big sale. The sale, um, yeah. And I got it. I got like the full, complete mega ex- exclamation edition for. I think it was something like fifteen dollars or something like that. So I figured, eh, why not? So I got it. So I'm probably gonna jump on that uh, whenever my palate feels cleansed, and whenever my gaming funk is over. Because you know, it's one of those types of games that you gotta give it a fair shot, like of uh, at least five, six hours before you decide if you want to play it or not. So. Um, it's my favorite Assassin's Creed. I know that's what a lot of people are saying. One. It's probably the best Assassin's Creed uh, of the it's last decade. It's that or Odyssey. So, I yeah. mean, like they—I adored they just, Odyssey. So, yeah. I, to me, it was amazing, but mostly because of um, Cassandra. So, yes, we'll I have mean, to see if I'm just as interested Bayek's in Bayek. Cool. Bayek yeah. I enjoyed. Really he good. has a really good story. <clears throat> he has a really good story, and just like. The thing is with Assassin's Creed, I was always like, this would be fantastic if I could actually go through the pyramids and the tombs and see all the cool stuff and the lore and all that, you know, like the, the history. And they did it. You and can. And it made me so happy. Yeah. yeah. And with the Discovery Tour, you can even, like, just install that and not have combats and just walk around mm-hmm. Egypt. Yeah. Um, that's really that's really great. Yeah. But yeah, no, Bayek is a great, well-rounded character. I mean, it's... It's nice to see like a person of color in an Assassin's Creed game because we haven't really mm-hmm. since um, since the first one since Altair. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, his well, we've had hold on now. We had to, I, I just don't want anybody to check you on it. There was liberation. There was right and uh, and the there's Connor. the black. Connor, Connor, who's, yeah. Who's so they've everybody, yeah. I think it's the first time that we've had like, like we went through a whole stint where it was like French Revolution and then North American and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I get like because we had we had, uh, 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 oh my goodness gracious, the one that happened in the St. Lawrence River. What was that one? Rogue, Rogue no, R- R- Rogue, yeah. So that yeah. was because yeah, we had a we had a stint where it seemed like the characters were leaning, and then the Victorian one with the st- the, yeah. the 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 twins. the twins. So yeah, we did go through a whole stint of the characters being pretty Caucasian, and then uh, and then yeah, but we had yeah. a bunch before that that weren't but even yeah, but even like I don't know about liberation, like if she's she's mixed, but Aveline? like Aveline, 
Yeah. She's black, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But like Connor's indigenous, but he's also like half white. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, yeah, mixing of races and things like that. But yeah, none of it. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think we've, we've had representation, but maybe not as to the forefront as other games or specifically yeah. how much they put by X, uh, you know, history is part of it. But it's just like the culture is part of the character, right? Like, yeah. As much as like I loved Assassin's Creed Three, and as much as I loved uh, Connor, um, a lot of it was just like indigenous man walks through Western culture because like it's the col- yes. I get it. It's colonization of you know the America by the Western world and things like that. Like mm-hmm. it's I get it, but like to me, like Bayek was like a standalone character his own story he was ingrained in his culture a product of his culture and it never felt nothing felt like look at us we're so great for representations yes correct yeah you know like yeah i'm with you there because like unfortunately video games from the early 2010s like a lot of it is like tokenism and you can tell mm-hmm. where the characters are token. You mean they didn't have uh, a chart like Blizzard did with Overwatch? Oh my god. <laughs> Crazy. Oh god. Oh, yeah, all that to say I didn't I did not play Liberation, so I don't know how the character of Evelyn is, but I did feel like Connor was basically walking through a white man's world. Yeah, so. I but yeah, I yeah, I totally get where you're coming from there, but that was definitely the premise of the situation too. And that's kind yeah. of what made yeah. the no, balance like, in the fight of the Templars versus the assassins. Yeah, but it's like you 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 get why it takes them so long to make games and settings like ancient Egypt yeah. other than just the technology or the power the power of the consoles and the like and sometimes it's just like i mean people don't want to play a girl so like when we make assassin's creed syndicate you're gonna have to have both a man and a girl it's just like <laughs> you know it's still because women are too hard that. to animate anyway, or i'm sorry we, i derailed the conversation <laughs> All origins is great things coming just, back origins is great yes have fun simon <laughs> it's just a very good game and you will love i'm not Bayek. even like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Simo, I know, I know you, and I, I, I think you'll enjoy Bayek. He's a well-rounded character and okay. has some great vulnerabilities. And it's like the first—I feel like it was the first foray in Assassin's Creed where you see, where it's not just like hero character, you know, big man with yeah, generic blades. beard man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he, he has a lot of like introspection and okay. uh growth and things like that like it's a very good story cool. I, uh, mm-hmm. was, I, I remember playing that game and being very fun if you loved like odyssey for like cassandra as a character yeah she's the best um you'll love bayek as well and okay. his mm-hmm. wife, oh god i forgot her name but um his wife yeah Aya? she plays yes she yeah she plays a big role in the story um as a whole and she's really she's also like a great character cool so I don't yeah know. play or people I remember Assassin's Creed Origins. At, the, at the end of the Odyssey DLC so I know yes. she's important for something yeah yeah that was a okay. little easter egg yeah so I know mm-hmm. she's important for something she's, she, she is, is important quite important uh, I picked up an indie game 
Uh, one that I've been watching uh, for quite a while. It's called Apico. And it's all uh, like a simulation kind of, you know, you know, what we like the Stardew Valley kind of style game. But Ooh. it's all based around bees oh. and learning about bees and their importance in the world oh. and, you know, how like genetics work when you're breeding and you get mutations and stuff. Oh, my it's girlfriend would so love this. Cute. Oh yeah, it's on Switch. It's on Steam. I'm gonna send that. And uh, send that I her. started playing it Friday night and played five hours straight. And it's not one wow. where like time is important, but it's not like a restriction. And you can still do things mm -hmm. throughout the day cycle, but the day cycle is important because some bees, not peas, some bees like to be out in the evenings, and some bees like to be out in, like dusk and dawn, and other ones like the daytime. And there's rain, and there's like and crafting and. All these different things, and the mu the music is just subtle enough, but it has more of an atmospheric. Like they don't go full tilt where you're hearing music over and over again. It comes in and comes out. What you do feel is this auditory uh, of of like wildlife and like the bees as you get closer to some of your um, apiaries and things like that. You'll hear bees. more more noise and stuff. Um, and yeah, Sorry. it's super cute. I know you're crazy. <laughs> Simon's it's, in a mood it's, today. It's, it's, it's the it's the Nick Cage scene where he's like, "Not it the, is, bees. Yeah. the bees." From uh, is it was it Wicker Man? Anyways, sorry, I'm it's diverging the conversation. All good, all good. That's what we do here. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's really cute, and I've been meaning to jump back in, but just this weekend between like it being beautiful outside and going away for family stuff yesterday and you know just trying to get everything done um i haven't had a chance to dive back in since friday night but it's like it's there i keep being like do i have 10 minutes do i have 20 minutes but the problem is if i go and play for that long it's not gonna be that long it's more gonna be like two hours so and uh mm. it one thing that i really appreciated and if you don't actively like use your console on docked mode versus handheld mode and switch back and forth all the time you probably wouldn't notice this but the menus change depending on how you're playing it if you're playing it docked or if you're playing it handheld i started it on handheld and you know noticed the way that they were designed and stuff and then i put it in the dock and i looked up and i was like huh that looks different so yeah, I think they made a, a intentional design change depending on how you're viewing it to kind of compensate it. Because there is a fair amount of text. I will give that, you know, I will say that the the training methodology tutorial-esque kind of style piece of the game is definitely something that you're, you're given a task and you have to go in and read about it. But the information is important because it does educate you on bees and why they're important mm. and you know things like the breeding and all that kind of stuff so uh okay. but yeah i thought that was a nice touch and uh yeah i'm really enjoying the game and can't wait to get back to more of it i definitely cool. think ari would like it i definitely think pascal will like it so share it to your significant others <laughs> yeah i already sent it to her on on the messenger so nice yes yeah cat so, uh pascal's gonna be all over this one most likely yeah Mm -hmm. He's a fucking nerd, and he—he's he, in a gaming funk as well, just like me. So <laughs> I've noticed yeah, that this like, one will get you out of it. Definitely, he's, get he's you been out of playing it. A, a bunch of random shit. That I, I know that, that he's playing a game from 2015 called uh shit. What is it called? Chivalry? Or no, no it's uh, um, Mountain Sword or something. 
Hold on. 2015. Battle Brothers. How fucking generic does that name sound? Battle Brothers. <laughs> From 2015. It's, 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 it's like a tactical RPG. And he's like, did hey, he did the bills are nice, the, the combat system have depth. I'm like, shut up. Did Simon play the Mario Rabbids game? Did Simon? I don't know. I, I mean, Pascal, si- sorry. Simon did Pascal it. play? Oh, no. No, no he I didn't play it? I don't think so. I don't think it's the kind I of game that he I know he likes the tactical like. RPGs. Yeah. Well, he, li- he liked and played XCOM, but I don't think he yeah. would enjoy the humor in Mario Rabbids. Maybe not. Maybe not. No. He's more of a dry humor kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> He he laughs at uh, children falling over. That's what you. I mean, who okay. doesn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> With that, let's go talk news. You folks ready to do that? Yeah. I guess. Does it involve children falling? No, Simon. I'm trying to get us out of this then dark I'm hole. Not interested. Down. Okay, we're going to news. All right, it's time for news after I had my own little coughing fit again. <laughs> I apologize in advance. I don't know why I'm coughing so much today. I'm also sneezing a lot. I think I, it might be duster. She's Maybe there's a got pollen that I'm plague. not used to. No, I don't. It's, it must be something to do with like the plague. pollen and stuff because I was outdoors all day yesterday. So, yeah. All right, let's talk video game news. First, let's talk about that PlayStation uh, development yeah. studio acquisition. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool, uh, it, a cool little announcement. I mean, there's not much out yet, um, but PlayStation said, as announced, that they were so impressed with uh, what Haven were doing, Haven Games from uh, Jade Raymond, that they decided to just buy the whole fucking thing. So uh, they have acquired uh, Haven Studios, which is the Montreal-based uh, studio, which hasn't put out a single game yet. <laughs> so we'll have to see what they come up with, but it's pretty cool. That a Montreal uh, company is uh, is being bought by a by a big name like um, like PlayStation, so it's pretty pretty interesting. So I'm mm. looking forward to see what they uh, release. I mean, did they even tease anything? I don't think so. Like, there's nothing yet, right? Not yet, yeah. No, I haven't heard anything. They just talked about oh, you know, like forming the studio after everything went AWOL with the uh, Google thing, yeah. because Jade was off doing that for a bit, and then left, and now started Haven. Um, but yeah, no, they haven't announced anything yet, but maybe that's why they went to, they probably went around and, and shopped around their game, and PlayStation was so impressed in what they have planned. They were just like, uh, you're mine now. <laughs> this will be interesting. Let's just buy you guys outright. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they're, they're probably trying to fill in some holes they have in their in their catalog, and maybe Haven's doing something that they're super interested in. And we don't know what it is yet, but we know it will have the PlayStation powerhouse marketing behind it when it does release. It will have the big play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully it's something that's really cool and, uh, and um, not a games-as-a-service. Let's Don't l- hold your breath. It might be it. Ha- let's have some single-player experiences, please. Now that they've prov- <laughs> proven that it works many, many times. Mm-hmm. Please. I mean, Sony's got lots of single-players, and we learned last week that finally we know the release date of God of War Ragnarok. So, what is it, November 9th? Uh, it's end of year this year or something. Yeah, I think or it's November, November 10th. 9th. 
I forget. Something like that. End of October, early November. Nobody was surprised. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. Google, you tell me now. Uh, November 9th, 2022. Google's. Load up Silver Thank Man, you, please. Google. Uh, yeah. Google Google is handy. Um, Google's. Do you guys remember that story I spoke of last week with EA and the uh, failing at the meme business? The tone oh, story? Yeah, the, she's a yes, 10, but she yes. uh, only plays single player games. Yes, exactly. So um, that story's still going because <laughs> there's a report from Kotaku, thanks to Zach Zweizen. I hope I'm saying your name right, Zach. Um, EA's bad tweet last week has led to a roundtable meetings with angry staff. It turns out that people running EA's Twitter account aren't even part of the company. So, oh, like, there you go. yeah, like many companies do. You know, I'm not going to say that that others don't. Um, EA is outsourcing. It sounds like they're outsourcing their social media management. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, some. I'll read through the story because I think it's important to to know the full context. So, um, remember last week it happened about 34 years ago. So if you do, if you don't, I understand. But last Thursday, the official EA Twitter account tweeted a bad joke about single player games that led to an internet wide roasting. We were part of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually an apology from the Battlefield publisher. And apparently, EA is still dealing with the angry employees who felt their, the tweet was an insult to them, their staff, and the games they are making. A new report mm. from USA Today shed some light uh, on how the terrible tweet came about and what the reaction to it was internally at EA, what plans were pitched to handle the situation, and the ongoing aftermath of it all. The whole mess is both equally confusing and funny. According to the report, an hour after the tweet went live last week, it landed in EA's internal Slack chat room where employees and social media staff began sharing all the roasts and angry responses, some from current EA execs, that were popping up all over. As negative reactions spiraled out of control and the discourse began, folks at EA began formulating a plan to turn the tweet into a positive. It just wasn't a good one. The initial plan was to get all the other EA social media accounts to start dunking on the tweet while hopefully drawing more attention to the various single-player games the publisher has in the works. But some staff pointed out that this roasting EA strategy would just reinforce the narrative online that EA's own studio and teams hate the company. And so, after many social media managers backed out of that plan, it fell apart. The most agreed-on idea was to take responsibility for it and apologize, one source told USA Today. However, this apology ended up being an equally embarrassing tweet saying people who play single-player games are actually 11s. But while the internet moved on to its next target, higher-ups at EA are continuing to deal with the fallout from the tweet. USA Today reports that the FIFA publisher is hosting roundtable discussions and team meetings with executives who felt the joke was an insult to the games they're working on and the staff making them. As for how it happened, well, it turns out EA's official Twitter account isn't run by anybody from EA or its social teams. According to sources who spoke to USA Today, it's very likely that the person that who tweeted the soon-to-be infamous joke had no idea how poorly it would be received online. I'm 99% sure the person who posted the tweet and their manager don't even know about the single-player games comment from a decade ago, one source told USA Today. And that's the, the comment they reference is the infamous 2010 quote from the then-EA Games president Frank 
Gibbo saying that single-player games were, quote-unquote, finished. Further, that source says that the staff running the Twitter account are, in quotes, all new, and that most of them, quotes, aren't really game industry people and likely had no idea about (laughs) EA's long bad history with the single-player games. That is exactly what I said last podcast. I'm like, I'm sure it's some guy, some suit somewhere who doesn't know about video games and doesn't know about the culture and they've decided to do a hello fellow kids kind of a moment. Exactly. Last paragraph. It seems wild that the official Twitter account from one of the largest video game publishers in the world isn't run by people who have a working knowledge of video games and the industry. Is it that surprising, though? When do large corporations make logical decisions? Exactly! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. it's, it's, It's hilarious and so saddening at the same time because... Kat and I especially kind of, and I say this in air quotes, grew up, but let's just say grew up in our corporate lives Mm -hmm. about trying to preach the concept that social media is not an afterthought. Community development is very important and you can't just put things out there without vetting it and understanding your audience because they will rip you apart. (laughs) And this screams of that mentality that people, you know, and big job says, oh, just get the intern to do it. And which is unfortunate because, you know, social media is such an important part of the video game industry and and any industry at this point that everything needs to be checked and vetted and you need the right people with the right knowledge running these things because that's how this ridiculous shit honestly the intern would have probably made a hundred percent better job because it's probably probably someone a kid who actually plays video games so exactly bring in the intern people yeah definitely like that was so so tone deaf yeah they were not paying attention um Here's another one that's interesting because the world we live in is wild. So um, we live in a weird world right now where every morning I wake up and I'm like, what can of worms are we opening today? Uh Um, But unfortunately, uh, some sad news came out of Japan last week. The uh, ex-prime minister was actually assassinated while he was giving a speech at an event. And you're probably thinking, how in God's name does this connect to video games? Well, this story coming out of VGC, which was starting to really grow uh, over the past few days, is kind of wild because legal action is threatened uh, is threatened as Hideo Kojima is falsely linked to Shinzo Abe's assassination. A French politician and at least two fuck? news outlets spread the false connection this week. What the fuck? And you're just like, oh, what? So here's the deal. On Friday, Abe was assassinated while delivering a speech for Japan's upcoming elections. A suspect was arrested at the scene and has admitted to doing the shooting. However, social media posts compa- uh, comparing the alleged assassin's appearance to Kojima led to serious instances of misinformation. On Twitter, a far-right French politician, Damien Rieu, uh, retweeted images of Kojima with the comment, this extreme left uh, kills. Oh, sorry, the extreme left kills. And, and it's 
translated. Uh, but yeah, and they have three pictures of Kojima in the tweet. Um, and you know, Kojima's always, you know, he loves history. He, he loves movies. He's always, you know, going places, learning things and getting history and stuff. So he has pictures in all different places doing different things. So that tweet went out. The tweet was eventually deleted and the politician eventually published an apology. I need naive. Oh my God. Naively. It's the other podcast. Leah's fumbling on her words. I naively took a joke for information. He wrote, I didn't think we could make humor about the assassination of a man, but I was wrong not to check before sharing my apologies to Hideo Kojima and the fans of Metal Gear. In some countries, the false link even made the news. In Greece, a news broadcast shows images of the Metal Gear Solid designer while uh, discussing Shinzo Abe's alleged killer. An Iranian news agency also alleged to have used the images of Kojima when covering the assassination. On Friday, the incidents caused Hideo Kojima to trend on Twitter as some 35,000 tweets discuss video game developer Hideo Kojima misidentified as suspected shooter. While Kojima's productions did not immediately acknowledge the situation, on Saturday, it published a statement claiming it would consider legal action against some cases of fake news. Kojima strongly condemns the spread of fake news and rumors that uh, convey false information, it says. We do not uh, tolerate such libel and will consider taking legal actions in some cases. Shinzo Abe was shot while giving his speech to the city of Nara on Friday morning. Security at the scene had tackled a 41-year-old suspect, Tetsuo Yamagami, at the scene, who later admitted shooting Abe with a homemade gun and said he had a grudge against a specific organization. End of the story. So what a wild Man. few days. What a weird in, world we live in. Uh, we're like, uh, here's what I don't understand. People, how do you not fact check that? Like, how? I mean, he's a he's an extreme right-leaning politician. He's not going to fucking, he's, uh, the second he gets to attack someone, he's going to do it, so... It was racist. Uh-huh. A big time... My God, but what a what a crazy story! Because yeah, I noticed that Kojima was trending too, and I was like, why, why? What did he What did he say today? Like, has he, he got do? a new game coming? <laughs> and I looked at it, and I was like, what? <laughs> and yeah, what a blunder that is! Like, and it's he's. <sighs> I don't know. People do stupid stuff and don't double check. Like, there's a reason why the news has to do these things. And now, potentially, they're threatening legal action because this is, at least with Kojima and everybody's like, yeah, it's not Kojima. But, you know, it's hard to scrub some of this stuff off the internet. So maybe from here on out, there may be old stories linking him to this assassination and then maybe no follow-up information afterwards. And what a clusterfuck that is. Yep. My God. What a world we live in. Speaking of a world we live in, Catherine. E3? Yep. Did she come back? Yep. So, officially, PAX organizer Reed Pop is officially taking over E3. And they say we'll reshape what didn't work. Here's the hoping they don't make the event fucking all week, 9, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Because PAX is a whole fucking lot. Uh, but yeah, the Entertainment Software Association, ESA, announced on uh, Thursday, that would be the 7th of July as we're recording this, uh, 
that the flagship will return in June 2023 for its per first in-person event in four years. And Red Pop said E3 2020 would welcome back publishers, developers, journalists, content creators, manufacturers, buyers, and licensors. Um, so they are going to keep digital showcases and feature in-person uh, consumer components. So, uh, I mean, the rest is a lot of like uh, corporate yada 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 like uh, we're gonna make it mm -hmm. bigger better and remember when PlayStation went there and Xbox and everybody um, I think they needed a new organizer mm -hmm. I think the people at ReadPop are very well versed in these types of events um, I know I've heard a lot of good things about PAX I've never attended PAX the the biggest thing I've heard about PAX because PAX is often four days and it's often like from early in the morning to late at night so a lot of people were like it's too fucking long it's too long yeah especially for people like working the booths um that mm -hmm. means you need a lot of staff and mm -hmm. if you're like a smaller team that means you got to be there for 12 hours so hopefully they don't extend the hours they keep it a bit more in the corporate setting hours type things uh, with mm -hmm. you know the floor being open a certain amount and then after that like some after stuff after hours organization but not like having the floor open but yeah I think it's good news I mean if they can't save E3 but I think after that it's done it's just, hey, if they can't do it then fucking no who one can, can do it. it it was either that or like uh, Jeff Kingley's gang or the Comic Con people or the yeah the yeah but i think it needed it definitely needed a specific video game turn uh, uh uh group for it and that's why i think these greed pop might be a good idea uh, good for them um i really hope if they're bring if they're doing the in-person thing again they split up media time and and, and public time just because it's so so hard to get things mm -hmm. done right and get things covered and all that kind of stuff and you're running around and you know you just it's just tough to get around and get things done at, at those events and i really hope that they're also super secure with their media accreditations because uh we all remember that fiasco a few years ago mm -hmm. oh yeah a little mm -hmm. leak that happened there yeah, yeah. that was yeah. A little catastrophic leak. um yeah they better be more airtight mm-hmm but i don't know if the big three or even some of the Still other ones involved there. now like are going to go back because yeah. they've already seen the value of doing their own stuff mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's been a while like ea had their own thing outside of e3 for a long time i remember xbox at one point also being off the show for the fan the fan the fan fan x fan fest fan fest that's what it was called yeah yeah and playstation just stopped doing conferences during e3 they just do their state of play like throughout the year every once in a while yeah yeah mm. so uh, i mean all all the conferences technically were never part of e3 no but i mean they do the conferences and then they say well, you can try it on the e3 show floor right correct uh, but yeah. like at this point it's like xbox was doing their thing and it's like you can come and 
try it at our event, which is <laughs> not in the convention center with everybody else. Mm. Yeah, true, true. But I, I mean, if you look at the current lineup uh, for for Gamescom 2022, there is like a lot of people, like a lot of big people, going to be that are going to be there. Like, I think Xbox is already confirmed, mm-hmm. and I think maybe PlayStation is confirmed. I think you're right. They're. I think they're showing there. I don't know if they're having a conference or anything. But, um... So, no, Sony's skipping Gamescom 2022. Oh. They're also skipping Gamescom. Wow, okay. But, yeah, so, so far confirmed for Gamescom, which is, like, happening in August. Uh, Xbox, Ubisoft, Tencent, 2K Games. Oh, it was Ubisoft that I saw was going to be there. Now, when is Gamescom? Is it August? Yeah. August now, tw- they, 28th. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because what will they show there considering a lot of their stuff is going to be at their Ubisoft Forward in September. I guess they'll do Rabbids. Uh, probably they'll stu- do Skull and Bones. They'll do the stuff that they have to do with their partners. Mm. Um, because, yeah. I mean, a lot of also like Xbox just had like a big E3-like conference so i feel Mm -hmm. like they're just gonna show up out they're just gonna roll into gamescom with like a lot of the stuff they've already teased Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm expecting more info on starfield and shit like that but yeah all that to say that there is a gamescom this year that has a lot of like big names except pretty much it's only the list is pretty much missing nintendo and playstation Mm -hmm. and then e3's coming back next year with the people that make packs and hopefully they can entice a lot of the big video game studios and publishers to actually be there if they want it to be a great in-person event. Um, Mm -hmm. As we've previously established, I'm too old for these kinds of crowds, so I'm going to watch the conferences and look at y'all have fun. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I mean, like I mentioned... If anybody's going to tackle it, it's best the people that run packs, And we'll see from there how all of this intermingles together over the course of next summer between Summer Game Fest and E3 and all the other events and Gamescom and whatever, you know, kind of all coming together over the course of summer. I just really hope that we can find... We can at least have a moment where most of this stuff is focused because it's just becoming really hard to stay on top of things because it's constantly moving and i feel like there's so much noise i don't see everything that i want to see because there's just too many opportunities for me to miss out because there's so much going on Mm -hmm. i'm i mean i'm okay with like i i find like e3 to be overwhelming like e3 gamescom like that period for me was always overwhelming with a lot of information um I'm really, I am enjoying the fact that it's scattered throughout the year more yeah. now, but also like I have a good network and a good way to curate the content, which is basically people just being like, I saw this and I thought of you. And I'm like, thank you. Mm. Yeah, we're uh, getting tagged on Discord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, things like Yo, that. that or just talking to like friends or fellow game devs. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, even this year, I barely watched any conferences because I got overwhelmed too fast, even if there mm. was no official E3. Yeah. But, 
but I'm yeah. The I mean, it's a good problem to have. There's just so many good games coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. And with that, it pretty much closes out the show for this week. As always, I invite you to check out the show notes on girlsnotgames.ca for the links to the stories you mentioned in this episode. Thank you, Catherine, for doing that. Uh, if you could uh, do me a favor and leave a review and or rate this podcast on the podcast platform that you're listening to, if that ability is there within the podcast platform that'd be much appreciated yes, why it helps with discovery and uh pushing us up in the rankings thank you simon we do read them all uh, as much as we you know when we see them pop up so much appreciated for that and as always i want to thank the crew for being on the panel with me this week and talking video games it's a chance for them to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them anywhere online Catherine, where can people find you I am C-S-D-E-S-B-I-N-S, says to be on Twitter and Instagram, but I'm mostly in the Girls on Games Discord, where I like to shitpost memes. That's good. <laughs> Simon, what awesome human yeah. or cute fuzzy creature are we following today? Uh, I got a music I got a music recommendation. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, new album from a band called Caven, and uh, the album is called um, Heavy Pendulum. It's uh, rock hard rock almost metal uh in some cases mm-hmm. uh i really like the uh the singer he's in another band called mutoid man which i really love uh and uh so yeah it's their first album since 2000 and late 2019 but like then they do i think it's one of the one of those bands that every member has like three different bands and they just do like mm. stuff all <laughs> over the place um but yeah i i forget how i i fell on that album but it's really really good so um heavy pendulum from cave in check it out it's on spotify and probably all the other music places where you can listen to music how do you spell cool. the name K A V E N. my kind of stuff. I will check it out. Say what? How do you spell it? K A V E N. K A V A N. Caven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it. It's two words. It's like it's a caven. C E C A V E space I N. Oh, when I heard you say it, maybe it's because of my internet being unstable, but it sounded like one word. So that's I was like, oh, interesting no, it's name two for words. a band. So I don't know like what that means. Cave in. Cave in. The more you know. All right. Well, I'm good. glad I asked then because I would not have yeah. looked for that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the first oh, song, my. New Reality. Uh, if you want to see what it looks like, go listen to uh, New Reality. It's like their first, uh, the first song okay. on the album. It's it's really good. So perfect i will do that and i am leah jewer most social media platforms but of course you want to know everything there's to know about girls on games you can track us down at the girls on games on twitter and facebook just girls on games on instagram discord.me slash girls on games to continue this conversation and more but of course if you ever need to know anything at all you can track it down at our home base that is our website girlsongames.ca. simon were you laughing at my stutter yeah, because you're basically a robot at the moment. It won't. It won't. People won't. I know. Hear it won't it sound that podcast. way. But in Zoom, it was gone. You were in gone. In Zoom, it was. Holy shit! She's literally dying right now. <laughs> well, I even I stuttered a little bit, but I caught myself. But like, you can hear me. You like, uh, definitely, you'll be able to like hear me smiling and giggling at myself okay, on the inside well, as I continue we the conclusion. Hear that. So, all we heard was you will when you edit. That's all we heard. I am a robot in the internet pretty much yeah exactly i wish you adieu have a great day everybody go enjoy some video games we'll talk to you next week bye
Bye. Bye.